0: Welcome to the new episode of Honest Stories Podcast. Today, I want to share my chat that I had with Chelsea Turgeon, my friend. She is a life coach, and she also has a really amazing book club. So today, we talked about how to find out what you want in life and how to get there. And she gives some great advice and what she does in her book club, what she does as a life coach, and why you could really benefit from a life coach. So have fun with this episode. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, and Thank you so much for having me on here. So excited that you're here because just like my previous interviews, I met you in Nanang and we started talking and hit off right away, became friends right after you interviewed me on your Facebook Live. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was so much fun. And you asked me to share my story. So today, you're on my podcast to share your story. Yeah, I'm so excited to to
1: complete the exchange of stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so um, my name is Chelsea. I'm super excited to be on here today and just to, to share my story with you all. Um, I think I, you know, when I became a digital nomad, one of the things that inspired me was by hearing a story of someone else and just hearing how possible it is. And so I think, yeah, sharing stories is a cool way to inspire other people to to live any lifestyle that they want. Um, so I, I'll give you the short version of my story and then we can feel free to like go into any more detail um, if we want to. But I, I started out kind of similarly to you, Anne, of just like pursuing a career path that... I thought would bring me happiness. Um, so I started off doing a career in medicine. So I went to medical school for four years. Um, I did a year and a half of an OBGYN residency. And all throughout that process, there were lots of signs that came up that this was not really the work I was supposed to do in the world. Um, I really wasn't happy. I kept delaying my gratification, thinking that once I get to the next step, then I'll be happy and really just explained away a lot of the miserable feelings i was having as part of the process of becoming a doctor um but then once i really actually started to do the work of being a doctor and i was in the hospital interacting with patients and observing my attendings who are the people who were you know several steps ahead of me kind of at, they were kind of the people at my end goal and that once i started observing them more closely i really had to be honest with myself and realize i didn't want to be them, um, I didn't want to live the life that they were living, and so that's when it all really started to to hit for me that you know if if I don't like the end goal of where I'm headed, maybe I should reevaluate some things. So I did a lot of soul searching. Um, you know, it looked like doing a lot of meditating, journaling, hiking, um, just being out in nature, just to try to figure out what I actually wanted and what was right for me, um, and. Yeah, ultimately decided to leave my OBGYN residency and start pursuing this personal growth work that I had been kind of closeted, passionate about for so long. I would, um, go to Barnes and Noble and like not tell any of my friends what I was doing and like go to the self-help aisle and read all these books. And, you know, I had studied psychology in college, um, And always had a passion for just how the mind works, the brain works, behavior, and why people do what they do. But I just kind of put that all aside um, to pursue medicine. And yeah, so I just kind of started finally coming back to all of the the content and the work that really excited me and decided to put that all into use into my actual career and profession and become a life coach. And so I moved to South Korea for a year and taught English in a school while I did life coach training. And then, um, as soon as I finished my year-long contract, I started teaching English online. Um, and yeah, decided to become a digital nomad while I, um, Built my life coaching business and teaching English online, kind of to bridge the the gap in the income as I continue to build my life coaching business. So that's kind of where I am now. Um, da Nang was my first stop on my digital nomad journey, and I am still here <laughs> That's Da Nang, Vietnam. And um, you know, with the pandemic and COVID and all of that, I ended up just deciding to stick it out here and. Um, Yeah, it's been incredible so far. I'm I'm super happy I did um, make this big move, make this big decision, and start doing the work that I'm really passionate about.
0: Amazing story. Um, And that decision must have been so hard to make. How did you like? How did you make that decision? Like you already said that you did a lot of meditating, and um, how long did it take you before you felt you were ready to make the final decision and to actually?
1: stop doing what you were doing and changing your life? Yeah. Well, for me, a lot of it came from a place of burnout. Um, so I really did hit a place of like emotional, physical, mental exhaustion. Um, in In medicine and in residency, there's the culture right now. There's not as much emphasis on like self-care and um, your own humanness, really. Um, you're kind of expected to put all of your own needs aside to serve. And, you know, while there's nobility in that, it's not really sustainable or realistic. Um, and so within residency, I was working like 80 hours a week and, um, hard work, you know, not just, I don't know, not, not work, emotional work, work with where there's life and death on the line and work where you have to make hard decisions. Um, and, and it's Yeah, it was exhausting. And so I hit a point where I really just couldn't do it anymore. And so I had to talk to my program director and she gave me like five weeks off. Um, so I got to take kind of like a leave of absence to actually have time to do some soul searching and reflection, which was such a gift. And I'm so happy that that was granted to me. Um, because it would have been really hard to make a decision from that place of burnout that I was in. Um, but when I was in that place of burnout, I knew that something had to change. So even if I came back to medicine, I had to approach it differently. Um, you know, basically I hit like a rock bottom type of point where I just like physically could not keep going the way I was going. I like had a really hard time getting out of bed. I, would skip clinic to go take naps in the on-call room. There, It was just like a physical exhaustion of like, I cannot move my body forward any further. Um, and so, yeah, I did I hit that kind of rock bottom and asked for some time off. And during that time off, I slept a lot for the first two weeks. Um, and I have a pretty strong journaling practice where I call it like writing to my intuition. And I just mean writing kind of like asking questions to the universe or just talking to like the higher part of me, um, whatever you want to call it. I just kind of offer up questions <laughs> that I don't know the answers to. And I just wait and see if I can receive an answer. Um, and so I did that basically every day during these five weeks. And for the first few weeks, I heard nothing. <laughs> well, I, I heard sometimes I would hear like, Shh, like just be or just wait. And I, and I think, you know what I really needed during that the first couple weeks was just to recover um physically and so I just allowed myself to sleep a lot and I did a lot of yoga and meditation and just like kind of brought myself back to a centered space um, and then finally I think it was maybe week four of this five week leave of absence where I finally started to hear answers about um, about what my next steps were and and I felt really clear based on what I was hearing that you know my next steps were to leave medicine and start pursuing personal growth and becoming a life coach and um travel but travel was always kind of part of it um and you know it was kind of about like the lifestyle i wanted to lead to um and the way that a different lifestyle with more travel would like feed my soul and enable me to do the work i was meant to do in the world so yeah it i don't feel like i made the decision as much as like i just listened for what the decision should be mm-hmm. if that makes sense <laughs>
0: So you had a wake up call
1: and you had to make a decision, yeah. basically. Yeah, I really did hit a point of um, things can't keep going this way.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say to people who um, feel the same? Maybe not, um, but maybe not even uh, like a wake up call like you had, but feel like, mm, is this it? Um, I don't want to keep going like this. Mm-hmm. What would your first, like, what would your best advice be for people like
1: that? Yeah, yeah, I think. You're totally right that, you know, not everyone hits a point of the total, like, mental and physical exhaustion that I hit. And there are signs many steps before that place. Um, so I think, like, if the universe is trying to get your attention or, like, if you're kind of on a path that's not serving you or that's not your ultimate, like, best path that you could be on, I think there's signs. And I think, like, like you said, the first sign is just a feeling that something's off. And just that feeling like, mm, maybe this isn't it. Maybe this isn't the work I actually want to do. Um, and so I think my first advice is to pay attention. Um, and one way to do that, that I have found, is to cultivate silence. Um, we live in a world where we're always on social media, and we're always on the internet of some kind. We um, are consuming a lot of content. Even, you know, podcasts, I, I love listening to podcasts and going on blocks, but all of, all of the times that we're consuming content and inundating ourselves, um, with, with media and content, we're not listening, um, we're not going inwards and we're not listening to ourselves. Um, so, you know, it's like there's the external world with all the social media and all of that. And, but then there's our internal world and that's where we can really hear what's right and stay connected. And so I think, yeah, my biggest piece of advice would be to cultivate a practice of silence where you, it doesn't have to be meditation. It could just be going on a walk in silence instead of like listening to music or listening to a podcast. Or, you know, if you, if you drive and you always are listening to things in the car, maybe just stop and just drive in silence and and just allow yourself to like marinate in quiet time. Maybe like just start with 10 or 15 minutes a day. Um, but just, yeah, just giving that space for things to come up, I think is really important.
0: Great advice, I think. I also see that in my own life. Um, if I, like the ideas that I get for my business or life in general, I always get these ideas when I'm on a walk or I'm in the shower or something like that. So I don't have any... Uh, like music on or podcast on or not watching netflix or anything like that or not working like during the week monday to friday i work and i don't want to say i have zero ideas for my business but not as many like Usually on the weekend when I'm doing like basically nothing, that's when I get older for like, I feel like I got all the million dollar ideas then.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah, thank you for sharing your experience with that. because um, It's just further proof, right? That like ideas and inspiration come to you when you give them space <laughs> to come in.
0: Absolutely. And how did you decide um, that you wanted to be a life coach? Because I think life coaching is... Amazing. But also, there are a lot of coaches already. So I think it's also a bold move to go for life coaching. And I think it's just really cool that you're like, this is what I want to do. This is because um, I can imagine that maybe it's not the easiest business to start with.
1: Yeah. And so the good thing is I didn't know that at the time when I made that decision. I mean, that's <laughs> I was totally ignorant to like the field of coaching. And um, all I knew about life coaching really is my sister had a life coach um, and she talked to me about kind of her experiences. And I was like, dude, that sounds so cool that she gets paid to do that. And I, I think that's something to listen to too, right? I'm sure everyone listening, and Anne, you've probably had experiences where you have that moment of like, what? They get paid to do that? <laughs> and you're like, that's not <laughs> yeah. even fair. And But that's something to listen to, right? That's like, that means you would love to do that.
0: I had the same thing with podcast editing. Uh, I always loved podcasts. And then I learned that there was a thing like, Podcast managers. So, wait, these people, they listen
1: to podcasts and get paid for that? That <laughs> sounds insane. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. Yeah. And I think when you have those moments of like, wait, that's a thing. <laughs> like someone does that for a job. That's something to really pay attention to. Of course, I didn't really pay attention to it at the time because um, I was like, well, I'm. Yeah. I'm going to be a doctor. So cool. Whatever. Um, but you know, once I started reflecting on what I really wanted, I had, you know, things like that that came to the surface. Um, and another thing I knew is that when I was during that five week leave of absence, I, I did like a free call with somebody who she was a physician, but she was like a burnout coach. So she, she was this, like a life coach specifically for physicians, burnout, And I think she just did that on the side of actually being a physician. But that conversation I had with her was so powerful that that was another moment where I was like, this is something I really want to do um, to be able to help people have just powerful moments of insight and in conversations like that um, and really enact like just giving people the time to have real change. Cause I think with medicine, a lot of the clinic appointments and stuff, it's like 15 minutes long and you're really rushed and you got to fill out all the paperwork. And I never felt like I could give people the time of day. And I just thought it was so cool that when I had this conversation with this burnout coach, um, I just felt like she gave me so much time, so much attention. And, and I just had so much real insights and change and awareness from that conversation that I was like this, I don't. I just felt like this is what I wanted to do. I had absolutely no idea what it would take <laughs> to become a life coach. And, I, and I'm happy that I was really naive about it because I think if I had realized how difficult it was, I would have been like, well, maybe not. <laughs> so I think there is a blessing. Yeah, I can in, imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I remember when I first, I you know, signed up for a life coach training program and along the way, we also learned some of the business stuff. And I remember the first time I realized what it was going to take from a business standpoint um, to get clients. Um, She started talking about, you know, the process, like first start reaching out to people, you know, um, start coaching them for free. And then I was like, wait, this is how I have to get clients. Like I have to actually... Um, I don't know, just like find people to work with. And I was like, wait, yeah. that's not... So people not... <laughs> don't just come running at me. Can you please coach me? What? <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh crap, what have I done? <laughs> um, and I, I like was reading this like whole workbook about how to start prospecting clients. And I just like closed my laptop right away and was like, oh. Like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's just something I've learned is a, a part of the process and a part of my own growth is learning how the, um, learning on all the, all the business parts of it. And the more I've just been able to like lean into that, um, the more I've personally learned from it. And so, yeah, I'm really happy I was naive at first about it. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm excited for all the growth that it's bringing me
0: yeah so how did the process go to become a life coach did you have to make a huge mindset shift to be able to do that or did it go pretty smoothly like if i if when i talked to you and Nanang, it always looked like everything was going so smooth for you and you were like oh
1: yeah it's going great and i have all these leads, and i was like i'm struggling oh yeah yeah i think it's it's a hard balance it's like you know i want to be honest about what What it is, but I don't want to dwell on all of the the negative parts of it, you know. But it really is. I think maybe I'm more like the duck who, like on the surface, is really um, looks so regal and calm, and then underneath is like paddling their legs so hard. And um, so, yeah, I think maybe more transparency on my end could be helpful for everyone else about how building a business is hard. Um, So, yeah, there is a lot, you know. There's like the struggle of building a business, but then there's also the struggle of embodying all the life coaching practices. Um, and so that I, I've had to make some radical life changes as a part of that process and, and doing it, kicking and screaming really, because, um, some of the biggest things is like one was giving up alcohol. And so now I've been sober for six months, um, a little bit over six months, but that was a huge decision I made in order to be more in alignment with my work. And just to feel more in integrity with the things I'm teaching. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's been the weirdest, not the weirdest part. Um, that's been the hardest part for me, I think, is the walk your talk portion of becoming mm-hmm. a life coach, because in medicine, that's not emphasized at all. And while, yes, it would be great if doctors listened and like followed the health advice they give you, you know, because as a doctor, you say like, eat healthy, exercise, do all of that. But as a doctor, I never had time to, to actually be a healthy person because, or I told myself that, and, you know, maybe that's not true, but I was always like, I don't have time to do that. Like I have to work. And I, you know, I would like carry a Snickers bar in my pocket and then tell my patients like eat fruits and vegetables. And that was fine. Like nobody, it just like wasn't a thing, like being a role model and actually embodying the practices wasn't really emphasized in medicine. And so really realizing that, that's a huge part of my work is like being my work in practice. Um, that has been life-changing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that's also the reason I asked the question because sometimes from the outside, it looks like, Oh, I'll just start a business and find clients and woohoo, we're all really happy immediately, <laughs> but it's fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's also why I asked it. Like, um, I don't want to pretend that, Oh, being a digital nomad is just chilling at the pool and working two hours a day on your laptop. No, like no, it's no, hard it's, work.
1: <laughs> it's hard work. but I, And I think there's a distinction between like, like the hard that you choose, you know, it's like the hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Want. And I also
0: think, especially in digital nomad life, you can have a good um, work life balance because we are, we're like in a location that you want to be. So I really love the beach. So I make sure that I'm, usually close to a beach, so that if I'm not working, I know that I can spend time on the beach. So that's um, a huge plus about digital nomad life for me. And also, I know that um, I like summer, sunny weather, um, warm weather. So I always make sure that I I mean, I don't want to say I always make sure that I'm in places (laughs) where it's summer, but Mm -hmm. I try to like think about that, like, okay, I know that I'm happiest in summer like the if it's rainy and cold I just know that affects my mood so what I do is I try to be in places where the weather is nice so I don't have that negative effect on my mood so that's all pros of digital nomad life so I think in, in terms of work-life balance you can definitely find that in digital nomad life.
1: Yeah. No, I love what you're saying too about like consciously curating your environment, which can just set you up for success as far as like being able to deal with the hard parts of building a business. It's, you know, it's not as bad when then you can just go to the beach at the end of the day and be like, okay, you know, that was a hard day and now I'm at the beach. So things are better. And, and so you kind of, yeah, just Set yourself up for more like resilience and being able to handle the hard times when you can love your lifestyle more outside of just work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what do you uh, what do you help your clients with? So what what people should hire a life co- coach, or what people like, what kind of people normally
1: hire a life coach? Yeah, there's such a wide range. It's so cool and you know, the more I get into it, the more I even learned about coaching. When I first like was trying to like advertise my services, it was, I didn't even really know what I did. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to have a cool conversation and you're going to feel better afterwards. <laughs> and that was kind of, <laughs> that was like where I started. And now I've gotten so much more specific about, um, explaining this industry to people and, and how people can really benefit from it. So I, I honestly, truly believe anyone could benefit from a life coach. Like for sure. I know that not everyone has the funds and that's not everyone's priority. Um, But I think at any point in your life, um, yeah, anyone could benefit from a life coach. What I specifically help people with is basically I help myself like a year and a half ago. Um, And so kind of the, the two main areas that I focus on is one, I work with people who are really burnt out. And who are following a path that they thought would lead them to happiness, Um, whether that's like a, it's usually um, people who are really high achievers, perfectionists, they got this impressive career, are like checking all the boxes of like the formula that's supposed to make you happy of, you know, go to college, get the degree, get a good job, um, buy a house. You know, you're checking all these boxes, thinking that it's going to make you happy. And then... The letdown and the burnout that happens once you realize you're kind of just chasing the the wrong things that are not leading you to sustainable happiness. And those things are not wrong for everyone, um, but I think it's it's just you have to be honest with yourself about why why you're setting these goals. And if it's not because you truly want them, if it's because other people are telling you this is what you need to be happy, then that is kind of the distinction. So I help people who've like reached that state of burnout in their current life's jobs, um, whatever situation they're in. And I help them kind of first recover from burnout um, through a lot of just like mindset, stress management, self-care practices, and and then start to do the work like I did during my five-week soul searching, start to do that work of really digging in to their inner world and uncovering their purpose so that they can start to create a life designed around their own purpose instead of designed around other people's expectations. Um, and then, so those are kind of people at the beginning of this journey, but then I also help people who have maybe uncovered their purpose. And and I say uncovered, like it's this thing hiding in the ground somewhere, that's not really what I believe about purpose, but people who are starting to get in touch with with their purpose and with their like inner world. And they're starting to kind of pursue their dreams, pursue their calling, whatever you want, whatever language you want to use around that. Um, But then there's a lot of things that come up when you're doing that. There's a lot of like imposter syndrome, there's procrastination, there's um, motivation problems. There's just like lots of like limiting beliefs that come up. There's fear of the unknown, um, all of that. And so I help people work through all of the mindset work involved with pursuing your dreams. Um, so it's kind of, I help people on in two different phases of their journey. Um, and sometimes I help people go from the first phase all the way to the end. Um, but yeah, th- those are kind of the, the general things I help people with to really start living their life. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I wish I knew you three years ago. Like, I know you were not a life coach back then, but, um, I wish I had a life coach three years ago, to be honest. Yeah. But like you said, I didn't even know that, um, this existed. It just never crossed my mind that people could help me <laughs> with where I was back then. Um, but yeah, I think it's so powerful, um, to like help people and it's so useful to help people figuring out what they want to do because I was in that position exactly two to three years ago. I was like, I don't know what I want. I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer, but then I f- I figured out by myself that I didn't want to do that. I uh, was very proud of, of me, of myself for that decision. But then I was like, okay, so what am I going to do then? Yeah, pfft, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so it, I think if I would have hired a life coach, I would definitely have figured that out faster
1: yeah exactly and like you said it you know it's not it's not that it's about it being a race and being like okay i'm gonna get to my purpose and live my life and make everything perfect immediately but there is like a component of just having someone support you along the way too and like not being alone and feeling so lost and you know it, it makes the whole process you can get where you want to go faster and it can be more enjoyable <laughs> so there's just you just spend more time feeling good and i think that's the benefit
0: Exactly. I know that it can be so confusing. And mm-hmm. um, so uh, just mindset wise, not great to be in the position mm-hmm. that you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So if you can... Uh, skip some of that overwhelm and confusion, I would Mm -hmm. say do it. Um, So now you all also um, offer a new service. I'm really excited about your
1: book club. Yeah, yeah, the book club. And yeah, so I'm super excited about that, too. And it really just started off as I have my own personal life coach, and she was just trying to help me make this whole building a business thing more fun. And she's like, what's something just fun that you want to do? And I was like, dude, I just want to be in a book club. I just want to read books with people and talk about them. And I'm such a huge reader. I read all the time. I probably read like one book a week. Um, I have a Kindle and I'm like constantly downloading stuff. I started budgeting recently or not budgeting, but just like expense tracking. And I realized during the month of April, I spent like $70 on Kindle books. And I was like, huh, (laughs) that's (laughs) that's quite an expense. (laughs) So yeah. And for me, reading is where it all began as far as my personal growth journey. Like I was telling you earlier, I would walk through the aisles of Barnes & Noble and just taking books off the uh, the shelf for the self-help section, but I would never buy them because I didn't want anyone to see I was reading them. So I would just like quietly read them in Barnes & Noble and take stuff out of them. Um, and, but yeah, I think what where I struggled on my journey was that I never took action on the books that I was reading. Um, so I don't know if you've had this experience, Anne, where you like read a personal growth book and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. It's so cool. I'm so inspired. But then you just like you don't do the journaling exercises, you don't really do the practices, you just kind <laughs> yeah. of like, let it die there.
0: Yeah. And then I will feel really excited and um, inspired by it for like a week or two. And then, I don't know, it kind of fades away, you forget about it. and
1: <laughs> Yeah. And so and that's, that's normal. And I think that's like, the first step is like, you're just reading and getting excited and inspired. But then I think the way that we can start to experience real transformation, um, real like improvements to our happiness and fulfillment is when we actually do the work and take the action. And so that's what I wanted to create with my book club is to create a community of people reading these personal growth books. Um, and I selected specifically the ones that helped me along my journey um, and reading these personal growth books together and then doing the work together. Um, and so... The community component is huge. And also the action component is huge because I do think a lot of what prevented me from taking action for so long was I didn't have a community <laughs> of people. I didn't have anyone to hold me accountable. And I also just felt weird about, I don't want to try these new personal growth things. Like what's meditating. I don't want to try that. And and when you have other people who are doing it too, it can normalize all of it. They can tell you what's working for them and, and just having other people trying these new things um, can just make it more accessible for you.
0: Okay. Um is there anything else you would like to share? I think
1: one tenant that I kind of base a lot of my life on is that uh like everything is figure outable. That's from Marie Forleo. So basically like where there's a will there's a way. So if if digital nomading is something that you want to to do and explore, it's totally possible for you. Um, if Anne and I could figure it out, it is 1000% possible for, for anyone to, to figure out this lifestyle. And so I think, yeah, just making it something that is accessible for everyone. Um, and if you, if you realize this is something you want to do, then go for it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Best advice. And that's also the reason for me to make this podcast because uh, podcasts inspired me to pursue this dream of digital nomad life. I didn't even knew it existed before, um, mm-hmm. uh, before I learned about it from podcasts. And then also that it's really, it's like you say, it's figure all It's doable. Mm-hmm. You, you can just, you, you can do this. Like what you said, if, if you and I can do this, I don't want to say everyone can do
1: this, but basically
0: everyone can do this. Like if you want it bad enough, you can.
1: Yeah. And you can try it out, you know, because some people worry like, well, what if it's not for me? What if I'm not cut out for it? Well, then you can go back home. <laughs> you don't have to, yeah. like, you know, make it You're your whole rude. life. <laughs> yeah. It's something you can try out. And I'm sure it's not for everyone. It might not be for me for forever too. But I think if it's something that's on your heart that you... Are being called to try. Um, I think you're only going to grow by by trying it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, if people want to learn more about what you do, about life coaching, and about your book club, where can
1: they find you? Yeah. So, as far as social media, I hang out a lot on Instagram, and my handle is um, at the Turquoise Traveler. So turquoise, like the color. Um, and then my website also has a ton of resources. I have a blog, um, with lots of resources to help people who are just getting started on this journey of, you know, turning inwards, even like becoming a digital nomad, all of that. And that is the turquoise Um, and yeah, those resources will all direct you to, to my work.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, and thank you for sharing the story about your journey and about your life coaching business i think it's really inspiring for people to hear this um so thank you very much chelsea
1: yeah absolutely and thank you so much for um just giving me a platform to to speak and share
0: that's it i hope you liked the episode i had so much fun making this podcast please let me know what you think you can follow me on instagram or You can visit my website if you want to know more about what I do. My website is acpodcastservices.com. Hope to speak to you soon.